1: You're listening to the Sands Pants Network.
0: Tom of comedy, <laughs>
1: culture, adventures
0: and ghosts.
1: This is News Fighters the news, so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan.
0: Yes, hello everyone, welcome to this special repeat episode of Newsfighters, but before we get to the classic content, a big News Fighters announcement, yes, we're coming back in two weeks. From August 26th, Fighters is going to be back with original fortnightly episodes. Uh, now to try and do the show a bit more sustainably, uh, get ready, there might be some slight format tweaks as I try and figure out a way to do the show and not die from exhaustion. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's been a big couple of years, and uh, Newsfighters is a very labour-intensive show to make. And uh, unfortunately, at the current funding levels, I can't sustain it. So, yes, get ready for some exciting new uh, format tweaks and changes to Newsfighters as I try and do it uh, a bit more sustainably. And on that note, a big thank you to everyone who's helped support the show over the last couple of years on Patreon and buy me a coffee. It's helped cover all our expenses, but to keep Newsfighters going. I need sponsors. So I'm excited to announce that I've launched some new sponsorship tiers on Newsfighters. Yes, I'm talking about brands, media companies, grant funders, philanthropic journalism foundations. I need you guys to fund Newsfighters to keep it going. I want to keep doing the show, but I can't do it unless I get some sponsors on board. So if you or someone you know wants to help keep the show afloat, drop us an email at sponsors at newsfighters.com. Or jump on our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. I only need to find three major sponsors who have $300 a month to keep this show going and make it fortnightly and make it the best show it can possibly be. I'm not a greedy man. I just don't want to make 40 cents an hour anymore, which is what I made in 2021. So if you know any big bur- burger rings, I've been trying to get burger rings to sponsor the show, the Saudi Arabian uh, Journalism Foundation, anything like that, please jump in our Patreon and sponsor us. I need to find three sponsors ...to keep the show going. $300 a month, three sponsors, and I can do a deep dive every fortnight, next year, and ongoing. So please, help me find some sponsors. Hit up your rich friends who have philanthropic foundations. You know those guys. And for the rest of you, if you're not a philanthropic billionaire, you can sponsor the show for just 6 bucks a month on Patreon. And for that, you're going to get ad-free early release episodes and bonus episodes and sometimes extended episodes so make sure you jump on our patreon and sponsor us i want to keep doing news fighters i want to keep making the show so please jump on the patreon and give us some money i can't do this for free anymore next year will be the fifth year of news fighters and i have a feeling if i get some big brands on board it's gonna be the best year yet Anyways, on to our classic content for this week before we return in a fortnight with our brand new episodes. This week, I'm replaying a classic episode from a year ago on the New South Wales Delta outbreak. Now, it's been a year since the Delta outbreak, and really, we've been fighting COVID ever since. We only started getting COVID when Gladys Berejiklian and Dominic Perrottet decided to let Delta run free. They didn't care about uh, limo drivers wearing masks. They said, bring Delta in. You limo drivers, that's what we need. So yes, this episode came out July 30th, 2021 and the New South Wales lockdown ran from June 25th until October 11th. So this was about a month into the lockdown uh, and it's worth thinking back, one, about how freaked out we were about, you know, a couple of dozen cases. When we have ten to 15,000 cases a day now and nobody can be bothered wearing a mask in the supermarket or on the train. It's, what a great world we live in. Anyways, uh, yes, so it's worth reliving the classic uh, Delta outbreak Gladys Berejiklian episode from a year ago because we're going to be talking more about Gladys Berejiklian uh, in an upcoming episode. So anyway, sit back, relax and enjoy how Gladys Berejiklian and the New South Wales government stuffed absolutely everything up with the Delta outbreak a year ago. We'll be right back.
2: But
0: now, the biggest story everyone is talking about.
2: Also making news, scientists have confirmed cockatoos have learned how to lift the lids of wheelie bins from each other. ABC News.
0: Yes, cockatoos are actually learning off the mistakes of other cockatoos, which makes them smarter than the New South Wales state government. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, this week's episode is going to be about all the mistakes made by New South Wales. First up, we're talking about the abolition of the tramways network in the early 1960s.
2: 58 years ago, Sydney turned its back on the humble tram, and we've seen Okay wait, regretted it wait, 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 ever wait, since. Wait.
0: I, I, just, I think I need to narrow this episode down a little bit, or I'm going to be here for hours. Um, how about instead I just talk about everything New South Wales has stuffed up in relation to the latest COVID Delta outbreak? Because... Boy, oh boy, there's more than enough to talk about there. As I record this here in Sydney, we've been in lockdown for about five weeks, and yesterday we hit 239 local cases, an all-time record for New South Wales so far this pandemic.
2: Tonight, Sydney's longest ever lockdown, another four weeks at least. This is the worst day in our state since the outbreak began. 239 local cases beating the previous high in March last year. Based on those numbers, we can only assume that things are likely to get worse before they get better.
1: It's our never-ending nightmare.
0: Yes, never-ending nightmare, coincidentally, also the title of the worst ever 80s crossover movie, pitched to Movie Studios. It's Nightmare on Elm Street meets never-ending story freddy krueger flies on falcor yes for those of you listening overseas here in new south wales we've pretty much had COVID under control this year we haven't had a single death in the whole first half of this year hardly any cases and recently gyms concerts and nightclubs were all back to full capacity but then
1: on June 16, Covid makes a comeback. Tonight an unvaccinated frontline worker test positive.
2: Sydney is once again on Covid alert. A man in his 60s from Bondi has tested positive to coronavirus. He works as a hire car driver and his jobs include transporting international air crew.
1: The first case in the community since barbecue man 6 weeks ago. Oh
2: yeah,
0: barbecue man. Remember the good old days back in May when we were all freaking out about a guy with COVID who visited like six barbecue stores and then nothing happened except we just made a bunch of memes? Ah, oh, the memes... You wouldn't believe the memes we had. But then, with the new Bondi outbreak, well, it's easy to see why contact tracers struggled this time. He enjoyed a movie at event cinemas in Bondi Junction.
1: Anyone who saw the afternoon screening of Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard on Sunday must isolate for two weeks.
0: Yeah, how is anyone going to remember seeing The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? It's literally the most forgettable movie I've ever heard of. Then, on the very next day, it was revealed the driver had the Delta strain. And the blame game
1: began. Good evening. A police investigation is underway tonight to uncover why an unvaccinated driver was ferrying international flight crew from Sydney Airport. Picking
0: up international air crew while untested,
1: unvaccinated, even unmasked. Why wasn't he vaccinated? Like all frontline workers.
2: Well, this is the issue. We are um, uh, waiting on the police to complete their investigations.
0: What? An unvaccinated, unmasked frontline worker? Well, I certainly hope the police have nailed this limo driver for all the crimes he committed and he's brought to justice for all the illegal activities that undoubtedly were definitely illegal at the time. One person who won't be charged is the limo driver at the centre of this outbreak... Police this afternoon confirming there is insufficient evidence he or his employer breached any public health orders. There's now
2: been revealed that it wasn't actually written in black and white in the public health orders that drivers needed to wear a mask. A major oversight from the state government. The state today making mask wearing and vaccination among drivers law. Ah, oh, well,
0: better late than never. Yes, so in New South Wales, our frontline drivers driving airline crew were legally allowed to be unvaccinated and unmasked. Wow, the... <laughs> (laughs) New South Wales government really didn't think that one through, did they? So seven days later, on June the 23rd, when daily case numbers reached 16, instead of announcing a short, sharp lockdown like any other state would have days ago, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian instead announced most of Sydney couldn't leave Sydney.
2: If you live or work in those seven LGAs, you cannot travel beyond metropolitan Sydney.
0: Not locked down, but locked in. Yeah, but don't worry, Sydney siders. they're not going to fence you in with roadblocks or a ring of steel like
1: Victoria did. Doesn't mean there will be roadblocks. I want to make that really clear. We're
2: not going to have what is called the ring of steel because we, we trust uh, those, uh, not only the workers...
1: Uh, the regional communities very aware when they see someone from out of town arrive, uh, and they'll make sure the police know. Yeah, so hopefully
0: the next step in this is the New South Wales state government just turns off all their uh, red light cameras and speed cameras and uh, trusts us to do the right thing there too. Two days later, on Saturday, June the 25th, we had 22 daily cases, and with cries for a lockdown growing deafening, Gladys Berejiklian finally decided to lock down a few council areas and refused to call it a lockdown.
2: Stay-at-home orders issued for parts of Greater Sydney, but the New South Wales Premier stops short of calling it a lockdown.
1: The Premier just won't use the word, but a lockdown is again imminent tonight. The Premier, avoiding the word lockdown, lockdown. issued stay-at-home orders.
2: Is there a reason why you're not using the word lockdown? Oh, you uh, you can use whatever words you like, but what is really important is for me to explain to our citizens who is directly impacted and what our citizens can and can't do and uh, we are we are making sure we get that information out and i just ask everybody to come together and come together we did to panic buyers
0: everyone in sydney suddenly realized we could be facing our first big lockdown in over 14 months the
1: toilet paper's all gone it's chaos absolute chaos i will go home and have a few beers it's quite scary but uh it's life my wish coronavirus wasn't real
0: it's literally dead today even the storeholders. Yes, even the storeholders at that market are literally... Dead. Hopefully, it wasn't the coronavirus. And I think this kid also summed up everyone's feelings about the pandemic.
1: My wish coronavirus wasn't real.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you and me, uh, you and me both, Billy. But hey, if you uh, actually uh, do want to believe that the coronavirus isn't real, well, some of my friends on Facebook have some YouTube videos that probably like you to watch. And then on the next day, Sunday, June the twenty sixth, when there was twenty nine new cases, came the citywide lockdown so severe that Gladys finally used the L word.
2: From six pm today. All of Greater Sydney, the Blue Mountains, the Central Coast and Wollongong will go into a lockdown. If we're going to do this, we need to do it properly.
0: Yes, do it properly. And by do it properly, she means half-assed and too late to be effective, not like those annoying Victorians. And speaking of which, at the beginning of this outbreak, the New South Wales government completely refused to go into hard level four restrictions like Victoria and all the other states do when there's an outbreak. Instead, uh, they did things like encouraging large outdoor group activities.
2: For the next two weeks, you will be able to exercise outdoors. And we appreciate during the school holidays, this could be the only time that people are able to gather outside and in no more than groups of 10. We've said it's okay to exercise with up to groups of 10 outdoors without a mask. We want to encourage that. Dr. Chant has been encouraging and we all encourage people to go outdoors and get that healthy exercise. You can do that in up up to groups of 10.
0: Yeah, and uh, you won't believe what all this government messaging encouraging uh, people to go outdoors unmasked in large social groups uh, caused to happen? Uh, Have a guess.
2: From Bondi to the big smoke and hundreds of parks and beaches in between, it looked like business as usual. The playground packed as lycra-clad locals sipped lattes in the sun. I think ours wasn't a real lockdown, with people still out and about. Yeah, a
0: lot of people in Sydney really weren't treating it like a real lockdown. Good job, New South Wales government. They really didn't think that one through, did they? Then, on July the 9th, two weeks after this light lockdown started, and with numbers steadily climbing to 44 cases a day, finally the New South Wales government was like, hmm, maybe we should scale that back. Effective now for all of Greater Sydney, no more than two people can gather together outside exercise only allowed in your council area within 10 kilometres of home. Yes, but don't worry, you are still allowed to shop more than 10 kilometres from your house and any number of non-essential retail stores that were all still open.
2: All the shops were be open every day of the week uh, there is no curfew you can leave your home at any stage to purchase any essential goods that you need to.
0: And you won't believe what happens next. More and more venues are the
1: subject of health alerts including 2,000 shoppers at the busy Ikea in Tempe 14,000 people now close contacts in isolation. That's doubled overnight and new exposure sites include Tempe Ikea. Yes,
0: the $1 Ikea hot dogs now came with free coronavirus, which is technically healthier than what's in the hot dogs. Yes, with some stores still open to midnight, you could go out and buy whatever essential goods you needed. You know, essential goods. Seems Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and gift stores to buy Pokemon dolls. Three weeks into the lockdown, there are still many retailers open for business. The New South Wales government has still not defined what is essential. Instead, they've left it up to business owners and consumers to apply common sense. Yes, common sense, because, you know, if you're an idiot, your common sense is probably telling you, I need that Pokemon doll right now, and then I'm going to six furniture stores to look for a couch while I have COVID, which is exactly what someone did during this quote Unquote lockdown when quizzed on this deputy premier John Barillaro was like well Everything is essential, isn't it?
2: Ikea was open furniture stores were open Uh, Lingerie stores makeup stores. How on earth are they essential stores?
1: Well, well, Nat, you know, we, we have this debate always in New South Wales, what is essential and what isn't. What we've never done in the whole 18 months has been that we've uh, actually picked out what is essential or not. You know, you could be at home
0: for whatever reason. Of course, groceries are essential, but the, the dishwasher uh, might break down. The washing machine might break down. The electric blankets might need replacing. Your Pokemon doll might need replacing. Your Funko Pops might wear out. Hell, you may even need a new Gucci handbag for your 10-person outdoor group exercise class. For a translation on this thinking, I think David Spears of the ABC nailed it. Gladys Berejiklian clearly believes in individual liberty here.
1: Uh, This is core, you know, Liberal Party ideology here as well. They don't want to be prescriptive about which shops, which businesses should close and which should remain open. They're relying on common
0: sense. Ah yes, common sense, which thankfully prevailed... On July 17, Across
2: Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Yes, a very small list of essential stores. Supermarkets and grocery stores, that includes butchers, bakeries and bottle shops, pharmacies, banks, post offices, news agencies, hardware stores, pet stores and office and agricultural supplies. Other businesses will be able to trade as under click and collect models.
0: Yeah, sucked in, Melbourne. We can still go to Bunnings and Officeworks during our lockdown. But wait, there was some new restrictions. Just one person can leave the house for shopping. Browsing is banned. Which led to a very awkward exchange for me at the supermarket when uh, one of the workers came up to me and asked, can I help you, sir? Are you looking for something? And I said, no, I'm just... And then had to stop myself from saying just browsing because I was worried I was going to go to jail. Also, I was too ashamed to admit I was looking for the chicken twisties. And then there was the matter of essential work. And of course, according to this government and New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard, that was entirely a matter
1: up to you and your boss. In terms of uh, essential work, the employer and the employee would know whether that particular worker was essential to the particular circumstances. And so it will be left to the... uh, To the worker and
0: to the employer? Yes, which led to, I'm sure, countless conversations across the Sydney area like this one. Can I work from home, boss? No. Very good, boss. See you tomorrow. Victoria, during their very effective lockdown last year, had a very strict list of what workers were essential and an official permit system. Something New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian really didn't like being reminded
1: of. You can't work from home. You can go to work still. They're still the rules.
2: Exactly, and we stick by those rules. If but you That's can... not your
1: message. It's very different to the rules. Message... Your message.
2: No, no, no. You you must stay at home, and work from home. However, if you cannot do that, you are able to leave home for work. And in those circumstances, why you not have
0: tighten to... that though? The Victoria did it very successfully, and you're saying you <laughs> no, can't they do... didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. They got down from 700 cases a day to zero in 11 weeks. That's not successful. Being a successful lockdown is one where you keep Bunnings and Ikea open and everyone gets COVID. That's how we do things in New South Wales. That's Now that's successful. Meanwhile, with shoppers staying away and the federal government refusing to bring back JobKeeper and income support being below the minimum wage, workers and businesses were struggling. Business-wise, we've got bills to pay. We've got to put food on the
2: table. It's making life very hard.
1: We ain't the right. We need to work. We need to feed families. We can't pay rent.
2: We need money to pay the rent and to buy food. Me,
1: and no working. I have four kids. No money, no honey.
2: If I lose my business, what am I going to do?
0: What am I was supposed to go home and stay? That's, that's my income. That's my living. Yeah. I can't. I can't lose my business.
2: Now we're only living off one paycheck, so that's, yeah, no, back in Sendlink again.
0: And, well, it'll be no surprise to anyone who's lived paycheck to paycheck, but essential workers kept going to work sick.
2: We're still seeing people that have been in workplaces for a number of days whilst infectious. Don't turn up to work if you've got symptoms. You might have the virus and then infect your whole workplace, which doesn't help anybody. Then not only will you be out of work, but everybody else in your workplace will be as well. Please, please make sure that if you have the mildest of symptoms... You're not going out of your house to a workplace.
0: Yeah, why aren't these uh, precarious essential workers staying home when they're sick and just living off the passive income of their investment properties like normal people? And so why was this happening? Well, one big reason is probably that... Unlike Victoria, New South Wales doesn't pay insecure workers to get tested and stay home and isolate. While they wait for their test results to come back, Victorians will now be paid $300 to stay at home. That's because more than half of them were still going off
1: to work a shift, so they could pay their bills. That wicked choice between feeding your family, between providing for your family as an earner, uh, doesn't compromise or see you making bad choices for every other family across our state.
0: Wow, it's almost like Dan Andrews knows how the economy works and how insecure workers live day-to-day and isn't just surrounded by professional landlords, real estate speculators and investment bankers. I mean, God, even Koshy has a better idea about how the economy works than the New South Wales Liberals on this one. Gladys Berejiklian urged people not to go to
1: work unless it's absolutely necessary, but refusing to clearly define what constitutes an essential worker. Do we need more clarity on that? Because naturally everyone thinks they're an essential worker. They want to keep
0: bringing money into the family. Yes, and Koshy clearly knows what this is like because he keeps working for Channel 7 to put food on the table. And then on July the 13th, with case numbers rising to 89, instead of the New South Wales government defining essential workers, they just told them to all go and
2: get tested. Any essential worker will need to get tested every three days if they intend working outside the Fairfield area. But no
0: one seems exactly sure who is an essential worker. So then with tens of thousands of workers from Sydney's southwest suddenly turning up to COVID testing centres every three days,
2: you won't believe what happens next. COVID testing clinics are being overwhelmed in the southwest. There has been testing chaos
1: in Fairfield all night.
2: Thousands were forced to wait hours for a mandatory COVID test. Huge queues, kilometres long. The wait there blowing out to six hours. While that's bad. It's better than the eight hours many waited. Lavity Pathology today confirmed the surge in testing inundated some of its labs. Lavity Pathology hasn't been able to provide test results in some instances for four to five days.
0: The area has a dose of testing fever. And by the way, if you do have a case of testing fever or a fever of any kind, the government reminds you to please go and get tested for COVID. Just be prepared to wait four or five days for your results. And then four days later, on July the 17th, when we hit 111 cases, with the testing in Sydney overwhelmed, the New South Wales government was just like,
2: nah, too hard, let's just seal everyone in. From midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. The only exceptions are workers in emergency services and healthcare. You cannot leave for work in those local government areas until July 30 at least, unless you are a health or emergency services worker. We want to make sure we have a no regrets policy.
0: Yes, a no regrets policy, which they immediately regretted and backtracked on.
1: Tonight, the Premier backtracks on exactly who is allowed to leave South West Sydney for work.
2: I wake up this morning and now there's... All these exemptions. Exemptions to leave were today expanded from just aged and healthcare workers yesterday, 82 different sectors.
1: Essential retail staff are allowed to leave their LGA,
0: that includes people who work in supermarkets, bottle shops, pharmacies, and hardware. Some manufacturing is also exempt, including food and drink, medical equipment even coffins. Transport workers can also leave, delivery drivers, road and rail transport, freight and towing services. Teachers and early childhood educators can still work outside the area too, so too court officers, MPs and service New South Wales staff. Wow, the, uh, the New South Wales government really didn't think that one through either, did they? Holy crap, 82 sectors. That list is basically everyone except podcasters and a wacky clip TV editors. The most foreboding exemption on that list for me was the coffin makers, the government must have been like, yeah, we, we know where this is heading. And I'm sorry, no members of parliament are essential. They can safely deliver badly thought out contradictory lists and victim blame over Zoom for once. Let them experience how slow and not fit for purpose the NBN is. Also on July 17th, the New South Wales government announced they were going to shut down construction and tradies.
2: The unprecedented shutdown of our entire construction industry. There will be a pause on all construction. Large or small, urgent property repairs will be the only exception to the rule.
0: And if you're wondering what constitutes an urgent property repair, well, as we discovered, it's whatever your landlord and real estate agent says is urgent because they kept sending tradies to my house during this entire two-week period to reseal and retile my shower. Uh, and, of course, I asked them, are you sure this is an emergency repair and lockdown? And they were like, yes, and then I left it there because I didn't want to get evicted. Then on Tuesday this week, when we had 177 daily cases, uh, the New South Wales government was like, hey, good news guys, uh, we're sending construction workers back, but just without the workers. Construction will only be allowed outside the eight local government areas of concern, but thousands of tradespeople live there. They still have to stay home, meaning many construction sites won't be able to resume work. But what a goldmine for all the tradies from Sydney's North Shore and Eastern suburbs who work in those areas. Congratulations, uh, Jim and Smithy. Uh, you got a great couple of weeks ahead of you until they change all the rules again. Also, so masks still weren't compulsory outdoors until July the 17th, when they finally made it compulsory to carry one. New rules for masks.
2: Every Sydney sider must have one at all times. Anyone who leaves their home must take a face covering. Authorities urging everyone, indoors or outdoors, to have a mask on hand at all times.
0: Yes, because we all know what stops COVID-19 is carrying a mask around in your pocket. Thankfully, yesterday on July the 29th, they did make a mask compulsory at all times, including while you're driving, exercising or cycling, but only in eight local government areas because everyone clearly knows where these borders are marked out. And then if all this messaging hasn't been confusing enough in English, well, in other languages, it's almost been entirely non-existent, including when it comes to contact tracing, which is kind of important as, uh, you know, the areas our essential workers tend to come from are some of the most ethnically and linguically diverse communities in all of Australia. Sydney's West is home to large migrant communities, and Ben says the messages from state and federal governments have been confusing for many. I've seen some announcements that happen in the morning and then there's a different one,
2: like in the afternoon or evening. English is second language in a lot of the households here. And sometimes there is no second language. The
0: information that was sent to them are only in English. This creates a problem. Especially for these people who don't speak English, this information could be the difference
2: between a positive case in isolation and a positive
0: case in community. But don't worry, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison is here with some supportive monosyllabic messages for our multicultural communities.
1: Dr Jamal Rifi today joined cultural leaders from across the southwest in a Zoom call with the Prime Minister to spread the word. Stay at home. Get tested. Get vaccinated.
0: You're... Not helping, talking, to, adults, like, their, children, Prime, Minister, Dick, Head. In summing up this whole COVID outbreak in New South Wales, well, once again, Koshy had his finger on the pulse.
2: You can't help
0: but think that Gladys, the Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, is just making these rules up on the run. You think, Koshy? What on earth gives you that idea? So anyways, looking back on this outbreak so far, I think there's definitely one thing everyone can agree on.
2: The government's messaging is confusing. The messaging from the New South Wales government has been confusing.
1: Today's New South Wales Health press conference was confusing. It
2: was a complex and confusing set of rules. It is, so confusing.
1: Confusion reigns across Sydney's southwest tonight.
2: Confusion reigns. Confusion reigns.
1: Lockdown confusion.
2: Caused confusion.
1: Plenty of confusion. Too confusing. That's a bit confusing, yeah.
0: I mean, geez, we've been in this pandemic for 18 months and still every morning at 11am, Gladys Berejiklian walks out on TV and proclaims, hey, I can't understand why these incremental, confusing, constantly
2: changing, and massively unenforced rules aren't working. Please know that I'm as upset and as frustrated as all of you that we weren't able to get the case numbers we would like to, you know, at this point
0: in time. But she reckons the real blame for this outbreak lies with the Delta variant.
2: This Delta variant, as we call it, this, uh, this uh, variant of the virus has a life of its own. It's more contagious. It moves around in different ways than we've ever seen before. No state or nation or any country on the planet can live with a Delta variant when our vaccination rates are so low. There isn't anywhere on the planet that's managed to live with this variant of the Delta virus. Uh, without having a proportion of their population vaccinated.
0: Yes, nowhere has managed to tame the Delta variant. Oh, sorry, what's that, Dan Andrews? We
2: have seen off two Delta outbreaks. I don't think there's a jurisdiction in the world that has been able to
1: achieve that.
0: Back in mid-July, Deputy Premier John Barillaro also blamed the Delta variant and refused to concede that we locked down too late.
2: Deputy Premier, this is a schmozzle, isn't it? Will your government admit that you've absolutely failed this?
1: Well, I think that's unfair, Nat. And why I say it's unfair? Because there's no rule book in how to play the, uh, the 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 virus and the pandemic. And over the last eight, eight months, Well, other states we've, say we've... actually
2: there is. You should have locked down harder and faster and tighter weeks ago, and then this wouldn't be going on for weeks longer and affecting so many people's lives.
1: Well, no, Nat. The difference here is is the Delta strain was much was much more infectious and transmissible than the previous. The virus and the previous pandemic outbreak last year.
0: Yes, that's right, because Delta is much more infectious and dangerous than the original virus. That's the reason why we had to lock down later and far less strict than Victoria did. God, I, with that logic, it's no wonder the numbers keep going up. It's a, it's a bit like saying, well, the other football team is stronger and faster than us, so we have to hold back and let them score more goals. New South Wales has also blamed the lack of vaccine supply, particularly Pfizer, leaving New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard to literally beg on TV for other
1: states to send theirs. When we have bushfires, when we have floods, people from our state go to help others. The
0: bushfire analogy is perfect here because New South Wales literally could have extinguished this outbreak early on when it was a small spot fire, but instead has decided to let it burn out of control for months on end. And now, depressingly, our Premier is saying that perhaps vaccination is possibly our only way out.
2: According to the um, federal vaccination rollout, by the end of October, we will be at a stage uh, where much more of our population will be vaccinated and we'll be able to live much more freely beyond that point.
0: And this urgent need to get people vaccinated has led our state and federal politicians to support a public awareness campaign that's... uh from an unlikely source.
1: And as a Kyle Sandeland said, get vaxxed baby. That's what we need in New South Wales. But there's only one real solution. At the end of the day, it's get vaccinated, or as Kyle says, get vaccinated baby. Get Baby. Baby. What are you waiting for? It's there! Get vax baby. baby, I love that song, that's
0: fantastic. Anyways, with the vaccine rollout completely botched, the Feds unwilling to force other states to send vaccine supplies, and all the Liberals being anti-lockdown, well, I figured maybe that 90s rap song ad campaign needed an update, with some actual, more realistic messaging that's come from our government. And I commend uh, Premier Berejiklian uh, for resisting going to a full lockdown. We are not going to disrupt the vaccination program around the rest of the country. I'm certainly sorry that we haven't been able to achieve the marks that we had hoped for at the beginning of this year. It's not a race,
1: it's not a competition.
0: Anyways, that's my New South Wales Delta outbreak rant, hopefully the last one. I'll try and shut up about it for a while. And uh, if you'll excuse me, I'll go home and have a few beers. And that's Newsfighters for Friday, July the 30th, 2021. Newsfighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, for Sands Pants Radio. To support the show and get bonus episodes, uh, pay to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Or you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Also, we refuse to advertise on Facebook, so please sign up for our free subsack newsletter at newsfighters.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at News fighters pod everyone wear a mask get vaccinated if you can wash your hands and bye for now
1: this is news fighters where we fight the news so you don't have to my wish coronavirus wasn't real
2: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen